Welcome back to another episode here on The Blitz with CK. Today, I'm going to be bringing you Saturday's slate for week three. We have some very interesting matchups, including some top 25 matchups, and also just some plain out good matchups. I'm going to be previewing the top six matchups I'm watching this week, as well as some betting advice. And stay tuned to the end of the episode for some locks of the week, as well as one of my fun plays. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. We have number six, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Oklahoma comes in at 2-0, playing at Nebraska's 1-2. Nebraska, yes, Nebraska, just fired their coach, Scott Frost. And he got a pretty plentiful paycheck of around $15 million to be bought out. Now, I'm sure he's happy after they didn't have a lot of success losing and they lost to Georgia Southern. But this one is a big game, especially for the interim head coach. Now, Nebraska has Texas former quarterback Casey Thompson, who's very familiar with OU. However, OU does have a new coach and a new seem-to-be playing style this year. One thing that sticks out for Nebraska is their 60% conversion rate on third down. That is such a great aspect to have for them. Um, It works out in their favor. It also allows them to take time off the clock, especially when they're playing tougher opponents, and kind of keep the games close, where momentum can swing either way. Nebraska's defense has been really, really bad this year, and the penalties are just killing them. Um, I know with things changing, but Scott Frost did a great job with the turnovers and stuff, but the penalties are just what has been a downfall for them. I think Oklahoma's D-line is going to just wreak havoc up front. They're going to get a lot of pressure on Thompson, and Oklahoma does have a much more conservative look this year. Um, That means they probably won't put up as many points as people are expecting, but I think you still got to go with Oklahoma minus 11 here. With all the stuff that's gone on with Nebraska in the past week and you know, their players may not be as motivated. So I think Oklahoma minus 11, easy play for this one. Moving on to our next matchup, we have Purdue, who's 1-1, one one, playing at Syracuse, who's 2-0. I think this is one of the best matchups to watch for this week. The passing game is definitely the strength for Purdue against Syracuse. Aiden O'Connell has done a great job so far this season, and I think they have some great receivers, especially Charlie Jones coming from Iowa. I think if the offense can control on third downs, it will be a great benefit for them because it's going to be able to keep Syracuse's offense off the field. Syracuse has been so dominant of time of possession and just controlling the clock, and that was very much apparent in the Louisville game. I think that's why they've been so good and look so good so far. I think the game's going to go back and forth, though. You're going to see a decent amount of scoring, and it's going to stay even pretty much for the full time. But I think at the end of things, Purdue does pull out a close upset victory. They are not favored in this game. However, I did take them at plus one and a half. I think you can even play up to money line. I do think they end up pulling out the win, but just for the safer bet, plus one and a half isn't a bad play at all. Moving on to the next one, we have number 12, BYU, who comes in at 2-0, playing at number 25, Oregon, who's also, or no, actually they're 1-1. Oregon lost against Georgia 49-3 in the first week and just looked absolutely horrible, flat, and that was also a bad showing for Georgia's former defensive coordinator, who's now at the helm of Oregon. BYU has looked really good so far this season. They uh, overexceeded my expectations by beating Baylor last week. It was a close game, but I do think they have one weakness, and that's very apparent to all people, and that's their kicking game. Their kicker was god-awful last week. He was found on the sidelines crying and stuff, but you can't feel bad for the guy. I mean, you have one job to do, and that's kick field goals and win games. 
BYU could have a heyday against Oregon's run defense. However, I think Oregon does have a great solid linebacker group. Their defense alignment lost a lot, but I think um, they'll do a good job of controlling the run at least. I think it's going to be a slow start for both teams. I think Oregon's shifted more to a defensive-focused team rather than their high-powered offense they've seen in the past. So I think here, Oregon at home is pretty hard to go against. Oregon minus 3.5 is definitely a good play here. And don't be afraid to hit the under in this one as well. And on to the game of the week. Yes, this is where College Game Day will be hosted this week. We have number 22, Penn State, who comes in at 2-0, playing at Auburn, who's also 2-0. Penn State definitely shaped things up against Ohio last week after struggling a little bit in some aspects against Purdue. However, their passing game has hit over 300 yards in both games so far this season, which is awesome. Um, they did a great job against Purdue in one game I watched. I didn't really watch them last weekend, but I know they blew them out of the water, so I don't even doubt that. The balanced attack has looked so good for them. They have a lot of powerful running backs. They have a good freshman running back. I think you know just a balanced attack kind of keeps the defense guessing, which has been a good thing for them. However, on the other side of things, Auburn's run defense is just out of the water good. Um, it's kind of like a welcome to the SEC for Penn State. You know, SEC is known for their big, bad defenses, their big players up front, and I think Auburn does have a good deal of that. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. It's not going to be a high-scoring affair at all. Um, Penn State does relatively have a good defense as well, one of the best in the Big Ten. I think Penn State does pull out a close one on the road. They are three-point favorites, and I like that. I think they win by a little bit more than that, but I think Penn State minus three has got to be the play here. Moving on to our fifth matchup, we have number 13, Miami, who comes in at 2-0, playing at number 24, Texas A&M, who's 1-1. A&M's offense does have some problems. They played App State last week and lost at home, which was a pretty big disappointment after having the number one recruiting class. However, they only seemed to gain 180 total yards and had eight first downs, which a lot of people are asking for a quarterback change. I think Haynes King is just all right. Um, they just didn't execute a good game plan. But I think Miami D does need some improvement. So this could be a week for A&M to pick things back up. I think Miami's offense doesn't have a problem. They have not missed a beat. Josh Gaddis, first-year offensive coordinator for them, is just looking so great at his position. I think the App State L was definitely a hurt for A&M, but it's going to see how it can turn. We'll see how the fans react to this game. There's a lot of atmosphere, a lot of hype, and it could be a good position for A&M to prove themselves again. I think this game does come down to who has the most turnovers. A&M has had some problems with turnovers this season. Miami's had some problems with turnovers this season, especially with the scare against Southern Miss last week in the first half. But I think defense will also play a huge factor in this game. Um, look for both defenses and not miss a beat. I want them to get on pace. A&M has looked good so far. Miami needs to improve a little bit. But I think AM does win a close one, but they do fail to cover. Miami plus five and a half seems to be the best play here. Gives you a little leeway, and I think Miami may be the better team. Last but not least, we have Fresno State, who's one and one, playing at number seven, USC, who's two and zero. Oh. Fresno State lost a heartbreaker last week against Oregon State. Um, they scored with like a minute left, and then Oregon State went down the field and scored and ended up winning the game. But I will say Fresno State has been very competitive against the Pac-12 in the past couple of years. Now, USC has seen some changes in this year. Lincoln Riley has come in and just taken over the offense like crazy. The offense is one of the best in the country, in my opinion. They just have so many playmakers. 
But the big, big problem with them is their defense. Their defense ranks projected around 119th out of the whole FBS, which is right at the bottom of the totem pole. And they haven't even played tough opponents yet. I mean, credit to Stanford, they're all right, but they're not as good as, you know, Fresno State or something like that. So I think one big question going into this game is how good USC's defense can be against Fresno State. There's no question that the offense will be able to keep them in the game, but if the defense fails and makes some stops, this could get a little scary. I think it is going to be a close game, like I said. Um, it's, it's just it's hard for us to judge this one because the spread is almost you know two touchdowns. A big, big key that I'm looking at, and this is history trends, Fresno is 6-1 and one in the last seven games against the spread. And I think this kind of dictates my position on this game. So I think Fresno plus 12.5 is a safer play than taking USC minus 12.5. You just have better odds in this situation. So I would lock that one in. Fresno plus 12.5 looks good here. Moving on to what most people think is the most interesting part of the episodes and something new I'm trying. It's going to be the locks of the week as well as the fun plays. So you know how it goes. If you tail, you never fail. But if you fade, you'll never get paid. My locks of the week this week, I have two of them. I'm going to lock Penn State minus three is my number one lock. And then my number two is Houston minus eight and a half. Houston plays Kansas this week, and I think Kansas is so overrated. I know they had a great win against West Virginia last week, but West Virginia is always thrown up in the air. Houston is a solid team. I've seen them play twice so far this season. Um, you know, they have a great offense, great defense. I just think, you know, Kansas has too much, too much momentum. I mean, Kansas is going to be playing their future Big 12 opponent in Houston, and I think it's a good chance for Houston to just kind of go in and lay the ground and just show them what Houston is about. So Houston minus eight and a half, great play this weekend. And moving on to my fun play, and this is maybe a bias pick. You know, I wouldn't 100% back this one. This is definitely not a lock, but just, you know, kind of for fun, something to look out for, and that's UTSA plus 12 and a half. I currently attend UTSA, and there's just so much support surrounding the football program. And we play UT Austin this week, and it should be just a great, great atmosphere in UT Austin. UT Austin may be on their third-string quarterback, so I think UTSA does go into the game with a little bit of confidence. So UTSA plus 12.5, great, just fun play. That's going to conclude Saturday's slate. Um, It should be a great day for some football. I'm hoping to get back in the winning column for my bets. It's been two pretty even weeks. Last week I ended up even, so I'm trying to, you know, crack down a little bit on the number amount of bets I make and kind of just find good values. But thank you for listening, and I hope to see you on the next episode.